0: you're listening to the Peterborough Currents Podcast. My name is Aisha Barmania, and today I'm joined by my colleague, Will Pearson. Hi there. And uh, we're bringing you the first episode of a series looking at the 2022 Ontario election for you. Um, Will, you've been working on this series. Uh, can you tell me about uh, how it all came together?
1: Yeah, so this podcast series is based on interviews I did on May 13th and May 14th with local major party candidates. I interviewed Green Party candidate Robert Gibson. NDP candidate Jen Deck, and Liberal candidate Greg Dempsey. And it's those interviews that you're going to be hearing over the course of this series, this episode and the next couple ones to come. Um, I did invite the incumbent PC Party candidate Dave Smith to participate in this podcast as well, but uh, unfortunately he didn't respond to any of my requests, and so you won't be hearing from him in this this series.
0: So you invited four candidates and spoke to three of them, but there's a couple other people running locally, right?
1: Yes, there's also Tom Morazzo from the Ontario Party. Rebecca Quinnell from the New Blue Party, and Dylan Smith of the None of the Above Party. And they're not excluded from the series for any, like, principled reason. It's, it's more just the amount of time and resources that I had to devote to the podcast. We only have so much capacity here at Peterborough Currents, and so I had to kind of make choices around, with the time that I have, what are the most important candidates to, to hear from? And I thought that those four were the, were the, uh, were the most important to, to feature.
0: Yeah, gotcha. So what did you ask them about? What topics did you put to them?
1: So in this episode, you will be hearing just kind of a general introduction that the candidates are going to make about themselves. I asked them who they were, why they're running, what their priorities are, and why they think the party that they're running for is the right party to govern Ontario. In this episode, you'll also hear them answer a question that I asked in relation to the recent events that happened when Jagmeet Singh visited Peterborough and the, the hateful reception that he received here. Um, I asked candidates um, just how they hope to work to re- repair the, the the state of the political discourse in, in Peterborough, and in Ontario, um, and you'll hear their answer to that question on this episode as well. And then in future episodes, we're going to take a look at a couple of particular issues, including housing, um, the drug poisoning crisis, and policing, for example. Um, it's always hard to know what, what questions to ask and what topics to cover. I feel like I'm still kind of learning how to make those kinds of decisions in my journalism. Um, but this time I, I chose topics that we had already done some reporting on and that we already had a little bit of knowledge to base our questions on. To be honest, I also just asked the questions that I wanted to hear answers as a voter myself. And so that's kind of guided me a little bit as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It strikes me that maybe climate change is something that we need to report on, but also that we are not getting answers from folks in these interviews with. So, Yeah, I didn't ask any questions about
1: climate change, which I think is an oversight. Um, One of the reasons that it's not in this podcast series is when I was putting the questions together, I was also watching the 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 climate change and environment debate that's locally that some some local groups put on Um, and I learned a lot from that debate I was really inspired by the people that organized it Um, the people asking questions and running the debate were all I think they were all teenagers which was inspiring to see and to be honest they all asked better questions than I would have thought of uh, and I thought I know I didn't want to like replicate that work. Um, And so I think that I think everyone should care about climate change in this election. And I think that people should go check out that debate. It's online. You can still watch it. Maybe we can put the link in the show notes.
0: Yeah, Um, let's do that.
1: So, yeah, I would encourage everyone to to listen to that as well as this podcast, as well as all the other reporting that's going on in our community right now.
0: Great. Um, Well, any final thoughts before we just hop right in and start hearing people talk?
1: No, no. No, I don't think so. You'll hear from Greg Dempsey first, and then you'll hear from Jen Deck, and then you'll hear from Robert Gibson. Um, And yeah, I think we should just let the candidates uh, introduce themselves.
2: Hi well, it's a pleasure to talk to you here um, on Treaty 20 territory and the traditional territory of the Michisagi and Chippewa Nations. Uh, my name is Greg Dempsey, he, him. I'm the Ontario Liberal Party candidate for Peterborough Kawartha. I grew up um, just outside of Peterborough, actually, in Otanabee Township, just off my grandmother's farm. I went to school in Peterborough at Edmondson Heights and Adam Scott, and I subsequently have made my career um, working on social justice issues, representing Canada in Afghanistan at the United Nations and then working on human rights issues right here at home. Um, I moved back to Peterborough at the start of the pandemic, essentially to be closer to my family as the walls caved in on all of us. And I'm running because I think that we could do better here in Peterborough, Kawartha. I think that we deserve a better, more caring provincial government, one that's actually going to take into account the views of everybody across the entire riding. And I think I have the skills and the experience, the connections to this community to make a great MPP. And so I'm really excited for the opportunity to be running in the provincial election. And I'm looking forward to our conversation.
1: What are your biggest priorities for this riding?
2: Yeah, so I think I would say the biggest priority has to be housing and affordability. So we've seen the price of housing skyrocket across Peterborough, Kawartha. It's great that so many people want to move to our riding. It's a wonderful place to live, but our community is really struggling with how high the cost of housing have been, both for uh, people who are on fixed incomes, students, seniors, and indeed anybody who's trying to move into into the riding. I'm excited about having the provincial government get back into the business of building housing, safe, affordable places where people want to live. That's really exciting for me. And then also affordability too falls into that. And that's why I think our proposal to offer $1 transit fares on every single transit ride, every bus in Peterborough, the link to Lakefield, the go bus to Oshawa, even the train all the way to downtown Toronto is really going to be an important thing for saving people money. Um, My second priority is healthcare and education. We've seen the devastating impact of the cuts and chaos of the Doug Ford Conservative government. I believe that we need to restore a respectful, positive relationship with our healthcare and education workers who are doing such amazing, amazing work. Um, And I think that they deserve to be heard. Right now, they can't even get a meeting with our MPP to have their concerns um, be listened to. I'm a proud union member. I think it's really, really important. And I think we absolutely need to be listening to the voices of our education and healthcare workers. Um, And then the third for me is the climate. I mean, we know that the climate is in crisis. Uh, This is a huge issue that's facing our community, the province, the entire world. And we know that Ontario can be a climate leader. When we cancelled all the coal power plants in Ontario, it made an incredible difference to the emissions across our province and problems with asthma and other health issues We need to do better. We need to get our electricity grid to net zero as quickly as possible. We need to meet our emissions targets. It's not just about our community. It really is the entire world that is looking to us to be a leader on that.
1: And why did you choose to run as a liberal in particular? And why do you think Stephen Del Duca is the best choice for Premier?
2: Yeah, so the very short answer to that question is Peter Adams. Uh, So when I was in high school, um, I, you know, I suffered through the kind of chaos of the Mike Harris years. I was out on the picket lines with my parents and my other teachers. um, And through that process, I got to meet Peter Adams and he was so incredibly kind and generous with his time. And so I've always thought of myself sort of as a liberal just because of the great work of Peter Adams. But I can tell you when we thought about running for this nomination, I looked very carefully at the leaders and the policies of the two major progressive parties, certainly. And the thing that I've been so impressed with about Stephen Del Duca is he's a great listener. He He cares about feedback from me and the other candidates. And there are specific things in our policy platform that I have helped to introduce and that I am really, really proud of. And so those kind of factors together are why I'm excited about running for the Liberals. I'm also really proud of our plan. The plan is gonna be great. We talked about transit, about housing, um, the investment in education and healthcare, family doctors are important. And and I'm really excited about the team that I'm running alongside with doctors and nurses and teachers and principals and social justice advocates. And I think it's gonna be a great team that's gonna be able to lead the province into the future.
1: Can you just uh, take a minute of the two to introduce yourself and tell us why you're running in this election?
3: Sure. Um, so my name is Jen Deck, she, her, and uh, I moved to Peterborough to come to Trent University in 1992, 30 years ago. Uh, I did a degree in biology and women's studies, which uh, even then seemed like a not entirely marketable degree, but uh, it suited me. Actually, I did a uh, I did a feminist critique of Darwin's Origin of the Species for one of my fourth year courses. Um, And uh, I've got two wonderful children. Piper is 27 and Elia is 25. And uh, I have a loving partner. Both of us are teachers. And uh, about eight years ago, I got involved in the union and very quickly got deeply involved. What a jump off the deep end. I showed up at an annual meeting and came away on the executive and then two years later I was the president. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and in some ways uh, I'm repeating that now by uh, standing, on the, standing on the jumping board, uh, looking at the possibility of being an MPP. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool. What are your biggest priorities for this writing?
3: Teaching, as a teacher, education is always very close to my heart and top of mind. Um, I, I feel very strongly that the education system has been underfunded for 20 years. So that, and that is having all manner of uh, downstream effects. Kids are not getting the educations that they deserve. Uh, education workers are, are really um, stretched thin. Uh, schools are closing in rural areas bus saying kids are traveling on buses forever, you know, the the list just goes on and on, and then of course, with the pandemic, everything has been exacerbated. We had, you know, serious, really troubling equity issues when we went virtual where kids that didn't have uh, reliable internet, either because they were in rural areas or because their families couldn't afford devices. Um, so we really saw the biggest learning gaps and the biggest um, mental health uh, challenges in our most marginalized students, which of course breaks all of our hearts. So, education very top of mind. Uh, healthcare once again, I don't think anyone can uh, have ignored how tough it's been on the healthcare and on the healthcare providers going through COVID, and we've really felt the pinch of. Closing closing beds closing wings eliminating nurses uh, and then when we really needed them it was very hard to ramp back up so that would be another and I guess my third I always like doing things in threes uh, I really feel for our small businesses who who really uh, felt the brunt of shutdowns and closures where when uh, the big stores just they just made uh, made profits as usual if not more.
1: Yeah, so you're the NDP candidate in this election. I'm wondering what drew you to that party and why that why you align with that party, and why you think Andrea Horvath is the is the right choice for premier in this election.
3: Great question. Um, I would say I uh, the the NDP. I've voted NDP probably most of my life. Not always. I haven't always voted NDP, but uh, you know, that's always pretty much aligned with my, with my values. And so, and then especially looking at the platform that, uh, looking at the platform, it really speaks to me and to, you know, I feel like the, the party is really committed to the same sorts of things that I am around social justice and climate action and just compassion. Um, and why why do I feel like Andrea Horvath? I mean, she's amazing. She's such a she's such an amazing speaker. I, she gets a she gets such a rough ride. You know, we people people sometimes give her a hard time. We never criticize Doug Ford for the stuff he says. And you know, if you were to put something that you know a, a speech bite from Andrea up against uh, Doug Ford, there's no comparison. So uh, you know, and she's just. I've had the opportunity to meet her a few times and talk with her. She's thoughtful, she's caring, she's intelligent, and she's gonna work for us here in Peterborough.
1: wondering if you could just take a minute or two to introduce yourself and tell us why you're running.
4: Okay, thank you. Um, my name is uh, Robert Gibson and I use uh, he, they pronouns. Um, and I live on the autism spectrum and know that policies have uh, an impact on everyone in different ways. And the reason why I'm wanting is because when I was a kid, I started watching the news regularly. When I went camping with scouts, my parents told me about the city of Peterborough having a massive flood event back in 2004. This influenced my education and interest. And the weather events are predicted to be worse um, due to uh, climate change and the inaction, as well as like policies that um, promoted urban sprawl and didn't take the environment into consideration. And and we've already seen death as a result of climate change, Almost 600 people died in British Columbia. There's been floodings uh, within Canada. Um, And the elimination of the environmental commissional abusive zoning orders, environmental deregulation uh, from both the uh, conservatives and liberals, um, violation of uh, environmental law, We're all uh, contributing factors, and I I couldn't wait four more years uh, to sit on the sidelines um, because we we have to act now to uh, address climate change.
1: Cool. Thanks for that. Uh, something that I meant to mention before we started the interview was just to disclose that you've done some writing for us uh, in the past. You've written a couple stories about the environment, uh, but that's a, a relationship that we ended when we realized you were going to be the, the candidate for the Green Party. So I just wanted to make sure that our uh, listeners knew that. Um, so, yeah, I guess my next question is, what are your biggest priorities for this writing?
4: I uh, Yes, well... I know um, housing uh, is a huge priority in in this writing um, and it's connected to a lot of different issues: um, the opioid crisis, uh, environmental um, land use planning, um, even um, the pandemic uh, to to an extent because of well where, where we where well, and how we build houses uh, is an issue. Um, we, we know that the um, pand- future pandemics caught, might be caused by the loss of biodiversity. So if we build them on um, wetlands and forest, uh, that's a huge problem. And people need uh, spaces to, uh, to go, uh, and uh, enjoy as well. Um, ending the um, Minnesota zoning orders, uh, thank- thankfully they haven't happened uh, within this wording, uh but um, they, they very mel- well might happen. Um, and uh, repealing bill 124 uh, is a huge uh, priority to attract more uh, people in the, the healthcare field, and um, yeah, support supportive housing. Um, Those uh, we have a plan to build uh, sixty thousand uh, supportive housing, and in Peterborough, quarter that would be um, about four hundred eighty. Um, it, partnerships with the uh, indigenous um, nations is important. Um, and uh, getting uh, all the municipalities to allow triplexes and duplexes. Um, and yeah, those are some of my uh, priorities. Um, jobs related to um, climate action, housing,
1: Cool. Tell me why you chose to run with the Green Party in particular and why uh, Mike Schreiner is the right choice for Premier.
4: Okay, yeah, thank you. Um, Well, I'm running because I believe in the Green Party policies the most. Um, Like the energy policies. Um, There was a, um, a report that said that Right now, the energy subsidies are um, benefiting people with large homes, the rich, um, more than they're benefiting people on low income. And they promote um, wasteful energy use. So the, the Green Party, um, will save save a lot of money by redistributing the subsidies to have it more targeted and reduce the amount of consumption. Um, and the Green Party has a plan to go uh, to carbon zero five years faster than the other parties. And uh, you asked about uh, Mike's final uh, in particular being a good leader. uh, Mike Strinal has reached across party lines uh, to get get action. Uh, He's kept the government uh, accountable um, when needed uh, and this has happened uh, many times uh, during this government. Um, And one one example um, is the uh, community gardens um, being restricted um, and I know that those are um, a community those those are a group uh, uh, with uh, community gardens um, in this in the city of peterborough um, and uh, the green party has also members of the green party have have also supported me in um, Advocacy on environmental issues. and um, and the other the other parties have uh, don't have the best uh, record in terms of environmental protection. Uh, one example is um, there was a report uh, by the auditor general's office. Um, that said uh, over five years, which included both the liberals and conservatives, only 0.003% of land um, was added for protection. Um, So I I don't um, believe that uh, they're on the um, right, they're they're acting fast enough in terms of uh, protecting uh, 30% of um, land. Um, all with uh, climate change um, and that, that's, those are the reasons why I, I, I'm running in for the Green Party and why I believe Final would be the best premium.
1: Okay, thanks to Robert, Jen and Greg for those introductions to themselves. You know, as I was preparing for these interviews, I watched as protesters outside of Jendek's campaign office called for the death of Jagmeet Singh, who was visiting the office for a campaign event. This incident, which got on the national news, wasn't an anomaly. I think it's it's emblematic of just how toxic and hateful political discourse is becoming in our community. Um, I know it's probably like a minority of people who are throwing around this hateful rhetoric. not just rhetoric, hateful uh, rhetoric and hateful actions, really. Um, But even if it's a minority, I think that this kind of behavior has a big impact on the rest of our politics. Um, I really don't know what the path out of this situation is, but I know that it's going to take some really courageous leadership. And since candidates in this election are all running to be leaders in our community, I wanted to ask for their thoughts. So I asked them at the end of uh, our interviews really like regardless of whether they get elected or not, how they intended to work towards repairing some of this like social fragmentation um, and how they intended to address the rising violence and hate that is animating a lot of our political discourse. Um, here's what they had to say.
4: Yes. Um, yeah, thank you for the, the question. Um, so, yeah we regardless of whether or not i'm elected um i i i hope to reach across uh party lines and have have uh discussions um around uh, this um particular uh issue um and um yeah, it's it's unacceptable uh, what Jake Ming uh Singh uh, and Jen uh, experienced. Um, and I, I know that this is happening at the um municipal level as, as well. So supporting um efforts um in i all, all levels of government um, and uh, f- federal um, level those uh, harassment. Um, it's it's going to require a lot of uh, work. Um, it, it's not going to. Um, I, I. I would like there to be a a. A quick fix, but I'm not sure that there though, though is. Um, and I know um, um, so some of this, um, the action um, uh, will will need to uh, take uh, poll after the election, um, so that there's not, it shouldn't be a um a political issue um and it should be something that like every uh political party uh supports
2: yeah so first off let me say that what happened to um Thukmeet Singh me was wholly unacceptable um i mean i was absolutely shocked I wouldn't say surprised, because we have seen, as you've talked about, the undercurrents of this happening in our community, certainly over the last few months, but has been bubbling for a number of years now. I think as well, we think of the the insults and the difficulties that our former MP suffered through as well, um, especially during the previous federal election campaign, which were um, completely also unacceptable. Uh, You just have to look at my Facebook page, Will, if you want to see some pretty Uh, awful things and some awful comments from people. Uh, The one that sticks out to me is we put up a Mother's Day post for my mom, I guess a week ago, and somebody told me that um, my mom should be ashamed of me for running for office and that they hope that I died as soon as possible. So um, this level of discourse is um, directed at everybody who is running for office and we see, of course, some great municipal leaders who've decided not to seek reelection because of the abuse that they have faced. So absolutely denounce it. Yes, we all have a role to play in this. I think what we need to do is demonstrate the overwhelming majority of people of Peterborough Kawartha are civil, positive. We may disagree on what the policy solutions are for things, but we're all cheering for our community. We all want the best. We're all very respectful. I've had great conversations with conservative supporters, NDP supporters, Green supporters that I felt were really, really positive and wonderful. That is the vast majority of people in our community. But but this very vocal minority is also our community. It is, and we need to be coming together to look for creative solutions of how we can restore a better level of political discourse. Um, So I am eager to work with everybody. I've said that I am going to work to have a positive relationship with our MP, a positive relationship with the mayor and the future mayor, whoever that might be. And I think we need to come together, especially if we're from different parties or different backgrounds, come together um, to denounce this kind of hatred wherever it is, and to work together towards a more respectful political dialogue
3: the way that I have always tried to live my life is to approach everyone with compassion. That's not always easy to do. And, uh, but that is, you know, my instinct is always to think about why somebody is behaving the way they are. I, I, and, you know, maybe that's because I'm a teacher, maybe it's because I'm a mother, but, um, I don't think that we get fixes by, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a reflexive reaction that we can have to say, we should have a law about that. We should have a bylaw about that. And maybe we do. But, but I think more importantly, I think that we need to spend more time focusing. I, I keep using the word investing. And in this case, I'm really not saying it in a, in a financial way. We need to invest in the concept of civic responsibility and compassion for others. And like everybody else, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what happened last Tuesday. And, you know, I've thought about it lots before. And, and I, I do t- honestly think that when we starve our public services, and they no longer work for people, then people become angry about that, and they distrust the very services that were supposed to help them. And so we're we're really working at cross purposes. If we, if we don't put funding into education, I mean, teachers desperately want to teach about social justice and about ethics and about civic responsibility. And they don 't have time; they are just stretched to the limit, trying to juggle really big classes with really complex needs and and individual kids just can 't get the individual attention that they that they deserve. similarly, if you can 't find a family doctor, then you 're going to be you 're going to be uh, negative about public health uh, so uh, I don't think there is a quick fix for what you're describing, William. But I really think that we need to model the kind of behavior that we want to see in others, model that to our children, um, help our friends uh, by calling in when, you know, when we make mistakes, if we make mistakes about terminology, or if we make mistakes, you know, you know the older generation might say stuff that is racist or homophobic and rather than ref- rather than going to the easy reaction which is that's racist that's homophobic to really call them in and say with love say here's what's going on and here's what your you know the impact of what you're saying and give them a chance to learn from that we we're really quick to go to the anger all of us and And so for some people, they're going to take it that much farther. But I think it's something that we all need to address in our own in our own hearts.
1: That's all for this episode of Peterborough Currents' 2022 Ontario Election Podcast. This was our first one. We've got a few more episodes coming out after this. So keep watching your podcast feeds. Hey, thanks to Erica Nininger, whose music you've been hearing in this episode. Um, you can buy this music at Erica's Bandcamp, Um Thanks so much for lending us your music. And if you appreciated this podcast, if you want to see us do more journalism like this in your community, please be sure to support us financially if you're able. Head over to PeterboroughCurrents.ca slash support us. We really can't do this work without your support, so I'd really appreciate that. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk soon.